Coyote Edelstein here, your celeb expert and your celeb savant. Celeb Savant is a weekly entertainment show. We have long-form career retrospective type interviews with celebrities, singers, actors, and industry experts. 24-7 is a project by Ruth van Ryan. In 1993 and 1994, 24-7 together with 2 Unlimited was the most successful Euro dance group in the world and received the Dutch Export Prize for this. 24-7 sold more than 18 million sound carriers worldwide and won many gold and platinum records. In recent years, 24-7 has performed in the Netherlands, Chile, the Czech Republic, Germany, Australia, Spain, Asia, South Africa, all of Scandinavia and Belgium. The band continues to release new music, which is successful worldwide. Up next on Slebsvant, we've got Nance Kulin from 24-7. Where do we find you in the world? How are you doing and what's happening in your life? Oh, my God, that's a lot of things that I have to tell. And I have to speak <laughs> English now because I just woke up. I'm in the Netherlands at this yeah. moment, yes. where I live and yes. come from. Um, and uh, where I am in my life? Well, I'm performing with 24-7 still. And again, that depends on how you look at it. Okay. So I'm quite busy. Why the name 24-7 and the way it's put out? Ooh, actually, it's the name uh, was made up by our producer, Ruud van Ryan. Yes. He's also Dutch, by the way. <laughs> and, and I think that the story is that he was watching a movie and somebody said, yeah, but I work 24-7. And he really liked the way that it sounded. So he yeah. was like, mm, that's a good name to name a band. So that's we, why we are called 24-7. So let's dive into your journey in the entertainment world. So... What age, whether it was a child or as a teenager, did you think, cool, I want to be a singer? And how did that accumulate to joining the band and to where we are now? I know it's a number of years, so the hybrid <laughs> version of your story. <laughs> you want the long or the short story? <laughs> the in-between. <laughs> the in-between story. Okay, well, I think that when I was a little girl, I loved to dance and I loved to sing. Mm. And um, I was reading the pop magazines, you know. Yes. And I saw the stories of Madonna and Michael Jackson, Janet Jackson. And I was like, oh, I want to be like that too. I want to be a singer. I want to perform. I want to be on stage. But I live in a really, back then I lived in a really small village in the Netherlands. And, uh, but we quite had a lot of uh, discos over there, yeah. clubs where you go out. Yes. And uh, one of those clubs was uh, called Freebird. And in that club, Ruth von Ryan was a DJ. Uh, but I was still 15 years old and I wasn't allowed to go into the club, but still everybody knows each other. So sometimes I was like, okay, you can go in. <laughs> yes. And uh, I really loved the DJ. I was like, yeah, it's the DJ. <laughs> uh, so Ruth knew me. And um, then from other people, he heard that I loved to sing. And he made a song called I Can Stand It. He made that song already, but it was with a robot voice. And he okay. had in his mind, he wanted to redo that one with a female voice. So since he heard that I could sing, he was like, okay, why don't you come over into my studio? We try it one more time and we'll see what happens. So I came there and I just sang, I can stand it no more, no, no, no. And that was it. I went back home, went back to school. And then after a few months, he called me and he said, uh-oh, this song is going to be a hit. So maybe you want to be in the video. So that's <laughs> the short, long story in between. <laughs> And then, so then how did that journey accumulate? So you were started with the band and then what were the next steps? 
We well, in the beginning, it was me together with a guy called MC Fix It. Uh, mm. He was the first rapper of that song, but mm. we never performed on stage together. Uh, then when it really took a lift, the song I Can Stand It, uh, there was a record company in Germany who was interested. We found a manager that was interested in, in doing us. I was there already as the singer of the band, but we yes. needed a new rapper. And that's when they came with Captain Hollywood, Hanks and Jax. Three uh, male uh, person, <laughs> one rapper, two dancers slash singers, Hanks and Jax. And so 24-7 was born as a foursome. Is that how I say it correct? Yes, as yes, correct. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the beginning of 24-7. And we made our very first album called Street Moves back then. And you can find the songs I Can Stand It and Are You Dreaming? Those were our biggest biggest hits at that time. And then after a split up with Captain Hollywood, we found a new rapper called Stacy. And then it was Stacy and Nance. And our first album was called Slave to the Music with our first hit from the two of us called Slave to the Music. What motivates you to still get up on stage and perform live? What do you enjoy about it? Oh my God, it's it's a feeling you cannot describe, actually. It's so nice to walk on stage, see the crowd go crazy, of course. And then and then it's a, it's a kind of vibe you just feel and you cannot explain. You feel like a little bit of mighty, like I'm the boss now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I can do whatever I want, but it's also really nice if you see the people lip singing with your songs and knowing the lyrics, and uh, that's what what you do it for. Yeah. So I'm that guy who's always up in front, dancing, jamming, having a ball. I love yes. it. Yes. yes. Listen so, to life. <laughs> I take take my phone out for maybe one song, couple of clips, couple of shots, and then put it away. I notice the people around me. They have their phone out a lot of the time or 50 to 68% of the time trying to get the perfect videos, tweeting, posting, whatever they're doing. From the person on the stage receiving that, do you find that disconnects a little bit with the audience or it's just where society is at the moment? Um, It's the way it is at the moment. Um, I don't do it myself when I'm going to a concert because Mm. I like to be in the moment. It makes my memory. It's printed in my brain and I'm like, oh, I'm enjoying this. But I can't imagine that you do take out your phone and make a little film. And as an artist, to be really honest, we make films ourselves to post because the connection on social media at this point in our lives is really important. Yeah, to stay in touch and to show everybody what we do and uh, get them enthusiastic. And do you personally like social media? I do use it. Yes, I have Instagram. I have Facebook. So, yes, yes, I do. But sometimes I just forget to post because what I said, I'm in the moment. I forget to take a picture sometimes. And I'm like, damn, the moment is over. (laughs) (laughs) Now you're performing your older hits and uh, on stage and that. Are you guys creating new music at all? We did um, record a song, I think last year it was. It's called Do You Want Me? It's a cover from Da Buzz. It was a, a Swedish hit. Mm. And Roots, our producer, loved it so much. So he was like, can we redo it? So I, so we did. Unfortunately, it didn't become a hit. But, well, maybe the people in South Africa don't know it yet and yes. <laughs> are going to hear it uh, if you play it. Um, so maybe it will be a hit. We don't know. Okay. Give it a try. Give it a try. And are you planning any new music in the pipeline? Oh, it's it's up to root. It's up to our producer. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so I wish I wish yes, and I I have a feeling he's working on some projects, 
as 24-7. So since 24-7 is a futuring project, it can be with anybody. But I'd, I hope he calls me again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm seeing him tonight, so I will ask. <laughs> yes, yes. Say, new music. That's new music, be me. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever there's new music or songs that's been created, is it mm -hmm. all of you writing the music together? Is it Root creating the songs and like writing lyrics? What's the creative process of the band? That's a, that's difficult because we are all living in different parts. Because I live in Holland, Root lives in Belgium, the guys live in Germany, so we do not get together, you know, to for writing and stuff. But mm. it's just sometimes people come up with a good idea and then we start zooming with each other uh, and talk about it. Or I drive up to Belgium and uh, we discuss things or start singing stuff. So so that depends. But Root also likes to work with several people, and, and so sometimes somebody else writes. Or we record. This just depends on the moment. Okay. But because of Corona, it was a little bit difficult, of course, because we couldn't see uh, each other at all. And I think it slowed down a lot of the new music process. Was it a break for you to relax in COVID or was it a stressful time for you? In the beginning, it was really stressful. Because I have a teenage boy okay. <laughs> who is now 14, but he was 12 at the time. And I was like, oh, no, what am I going to do with a teenage boy in my house all the time who doesn't want to do anything, of course? Yes. So that was a little bit stressful. And I didn't have an escape to go on stage or, or work or whatever. So, But we managed and it was it was nice. But thank God everything is back to normal, I think. I hope. Yes. I feel. <laughs> and COVID is gone somehow. So um, let's forget about those two years. Yeah, exactly. But now in the <laughs> Netherlands, is everything back to normal with regards to, and in Europe, obviously, um, you have more base of the Netherlands. Is everything back to normal, in inverted commas, with the entertainment world, with regards to shows, performances, or is it still uh, gradually getting back to where it was? No, I think it's it's in Holland, especially, it was right away, boom, booming again. Because okay. people like to party here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you take away our party, we are in trouble. Yes. So, no, everything is uh, is back. And, uh, yeah, we start performing a lot right away. So that was really nice. Yeah. But also we travel a, a lot to um, Eastern Europe and to Germany a lot. So, and we did a great show last summer in Denmark, mm. a tour. So now we are happy to come to South Africa finally. Yes, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Back in the day, oh, we sorry. had vinyls. We had vinyls. We had CDs, cassettes. I love me a CD. I love the aesthetic of holding it, unwrapping it, the journey to decide which one I want to buy, coming home, <laughs> ripping the pages over. It's for me a thank you to you guys for all the hard work you do. It's an energy exchange. I'm not sure if you're aware that cassettes, vinyls, and CDs are making a massive comeback. For example, CDs last year, bigger sales in 21 years. Vinyls, 5.5 million alone in the UK, bigger since 1990. So what are your perceptions of each physical versus a digital? Do you have a preference of either? To be honest, I, I don't uh, – how do you say that? I'm not really thinking about that, but I yes. know that um, a few months ago there was a vinyl uh, came out from 24-7, I think the Slave to the Music album, uh, and it is a green vinyl, and it's so cool. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, yeah, that's nice. Really, it's nice to hold in your hands and to yes. have a look at it. So, so yeah, I can understand it. And my my 14-year-old now, he's now 14-year-old, he has a little um, LP player. How do you say that? Yes, yes, record player. Yeah. 
So he's like, where do I get records? You know, so I I feel now it's starting all over again. Yes. So I have to take him to a record store. <laughs> well, it's cool because it's actually the younger generation, as you said, you're uh, 14 year old and it's the younger yeah. kids who are like, okay, cool. We want the physical. We want all of that back in our space, which is amazing. Definitely. Now, I know if I had to ask you this question in two days, two minutes, two hours, I know your answer will be different every time. I understand that and recognize it because there are millions of them. If you had to push play, to five songs by other artists once we finish this conversation, what would those five songs be and by who? <laughs> Your face. Oh, no. <laughs> oh Your my face. God, I already have no. <laughs> You know, it's so difficult to answer that question because I love so much music. Okay. And it's different. And of course, I, I have a, you know what's a good thing? Um, get your best friend. <laughs> this is a tip from me. Get yeah. your best friend and make a Spotify list together. And then you find out what your favorite songs are <laughs> of all time. Because it's so funny because I have it with my best friend. She lives in Spain and she puts songs in there. And then I put songs in there and we go like, oh, yeah, that, I like that one. And <laughs> sometimes you just forget songs. Yes. And then when you make a list together, you, you get songs back. So it's really good tip for me. Okay. So the tip is more than... Trying to narrow it down, get as many as you can in your own playlist. Get as many as you can. I mean, I mean, music is too too nice and too good to say I only like five songs. Yeah. Exactly. That's why I said the You're millions. You're not getting of- my answer. You're not getting my top five. <laughs> That's okay. You gave us a tip instead. Nance, the podcast is listened to throughout the world. So as a final message to the listening audience, what would you like to say? Let's, let music unite. Let music unite. I hope that will, I mean... Music is the one thing that pulls us through difficult times. Mm. And um, somehow I have a feeling that the world is on fire at this moment. Yes. Um, and I, I hope that those people who are scared find a little bit of peace somehow in music. Yep. And it will pull them through. Yeah.